Hello, this is your host, Sonata Allison, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. So, I'm going to be honest with y'all, your girl is tired today, okay? I am tired. I did not go to sleep at the time that I should have last night, and you know them weekends where it's like this whole weekend was for somebody else? <laughs> That's how I felt, so... I did have fun. I went to my, one of my best friends is Pakistani. So I went to her cousin's graduation party and that was cool because I got to dress up and look cultural and all that good stuff and eat some good food. So that was nice. Um, and then I also, I served at church in the morning and then I served at church at night. <laughs> so that was a lot. And then I came home and I watched the uh, basketball game. Um, I think it was the heat and the nuggets and I stayed up way too late. I should not have stayed up. <laughs> and, um, then I woke up this morning, like, why, why am I in this fog? What's happening? And then I realized, Sonata, you did this to you. You did this to you. And then I didn't even want to do this episode today. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was just like, I just, I was trying to decide between this episode and another episode that I want to drop. And I'm like, I did a, uh, poll on Instagram about, doing an episode on confidence and you guys really wanted me to do that but then I also just did an episode last week that was kind of like a chit chat thing so I was like do they even want to hear me talking about myself again um so I sat down for a good minute <laughs> just contemplating that um and I have the energy for this <laughs> this is what I have the energy for so I will do this so as you guys can see we will be talking about confidence today not just confidence, but a godly view of confidence. So I th honestly think all of my clients, every person on earth, I guess, could benefit from this. So I'm glad that you guys were able to have input on what this episode would be this week. And you guys can always DM me on Instagram, message me wherever and tell me, you know, I think this would be a good episode. And I would definitely consider that. And I'll throw a poll up on Instagram and see whatever else think and words, see what everyone else thinks. So, yes, that's what we'll be talking about today. So before we hop into it, you know, we got to see what's going on on the ratings, not the ratings. Um, oh, that's what I want to tell you guys. Sorry if that was loud. Um, we are almost at episode 100. So my goal, I'm going to be telling you guys every single episode. Um, my goal before we get to 100 episodes is that I can get 100 reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you guys can make that happen. Um, just send some stars over there if you want to. It just allows other people to see the podcast. And, you know, it's given, it's given, honestly, we have a decent amount of listeners every month. But I just kind of feel like Hortoneer's a who, where it's like, We're, we are here, we are here, we are here. Um, and I just want more people to know that we are here. So keep sharing it with your friends, people you love, people you care about, people you don't like, all that good stuff. And yeah, just trying to get to that many reviews before the hundredth episode which is wild a hundred episodes I can't even my brain is not braining you know that made no sense but anywho today's trending episodes are episode 73 Christian dating questions episode 45 new Christian dating mixer I did with Melissa on if you know you know dating episode 91 how to love which was last week's episode with my friend Nico and then episode 18, Christians and dating apps. So I'm sensing a trend here. 
you guys are really looking into this whole Christian dating thing. I was honestly thinking of doing another um, TikTok on Christian dating questions on how to have these conversations because I actually had a client recently and I realized that no one is actually telling you guys what questions to ask about spirituality to know that someone's actually in Christ. So people are entering into relationships just thinking because their partner or their boyfriend or fiance knows Christ when in reality they just know scriptures, which is not the same thing as living a life for Christ. So I think I will throw a video up on TikTok and Instagram about that soon. Maybe sometime this week if I get around to it. Um, but definitely want to help you guys out with that. So that's the trending episodes. Um, let's see who's listening. Let's see if my UK brethren and sisterin are, are still up on the charts. Oh my gosh, you're not. Oh, well, number four. That's okay. So obviously United States is number one, then Nigeria, then we have Kenya, and then the UK. Then we have South Africa, Ghana, India, and then Canada. I was going to try to do that in a, in a weird voice, but I'm, I'm going to save myself the embarrassment and also not disrespect you guys. So, all right, that's all the things. And yeah, I think, I, I hope that this episode allows you to be more confident in yourself, in Christ. Um, yeah, so let's get right into it. So, I feel like when you know the truth, you can be more confident. I really think that's the basis of confidence, you knowing the truth. And that's even outside of the self-esteem realm. That's with any relationship, any job, any sport. Um, And also, the Lord doesn't despise questions, and he calls us to be people who seek understanding. He actually welcomes that. So that's another thing. Like, God actually wants you to seek truth. Um, that's also why people who are good leaders are not just those who walk ahead of others or just know things or know where they're going, but they are those people who invite others into the process. They listen to others' input and they help others know where they're going. So when a good leader does that, you have more knowledge and you can move more confidently in following them because they show you that they care for you Um through conversing and mauling that um, they can show you that they are trustworthy. Um, that's in relationships and in the workplace. So I want to share the truth about you so you can better follow and believe what the Lord believes about you. Um, what is true about you to your core, no matter who is listening to this, what I say is true about you. And if you hear what I'm saying and you struggle to believe it, I understand. I get that. I hear you. Um, you may have been believing things that are not true about you for a long time. So it might take a little longer to believe, but just know that I believe it about you. And more importantly, your father in heaven, your best friend, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit believe it about you. So even if you need to write down what I say today and speak it over yourself until you believe it, so be it. There is nothing wrong with that. It's all a part of the grow growth process for you. So When I have conversations about image and confidence with people, um, with my clients, I just like to first start by laying out the gospel. You were dead in sin, dry bones, okay? Um, A skeleton, right? So skeletons can't decide one day, you know what? I think I'm gonna get up and live again. Like they can't do that. Um, And in John 15, 16, 
Jesus reminds us, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. Jesus took you dead in sin and breathed new life and allowed you the opportunity to join the love affair between the Trinity and to become like them, bearing good fruit. And a simple way to practically look at what bearing fruit means is by looking up the nine fruit of the spirit. And I'm gonna do it right now. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, but I want to, you know, take a second to acknowledge that the God of the universe, the one who created the beautiful sun, sunsets, created laughter and friendship and the strong waves in the ocean, um, created that feeling you get in your stomach when you see a beautiful man, okay? <laughs> um, the fact that that God wants good and perfect things for you, that is beautiful. That's the God who wants to be in relationship with you with you and he desires joy and peace for you and intimately like he intimately wants you to be like him and to be with him that is beautiful that is beautiful all the joy all the peace all the wisdom um, and he sent his son to die a gruesome death and Jesus willingly did that with you in mind so that you can receive the true love of God. So not only do you get to be like God, you get to be loved deeper than anyone can ever love you by the God of the universe. You are as loved as you'll ever be today in this second. You are chosen and the Bible tells us because of this relationship, do not approach the throne timidly or cowering, but he says to approach him boldly. And why does he say that? Because he doesn't want you to show fear or he wants you to be a brave person? No, he says he wants that for you because you are royalty now. You are God's child adopted into his family. So you are chosen, you're an image bearer of Christ and you're royalty, somehow worthy of approaching the throne of, the throne of God because he is no longer distant, um, but he's your loving father. That is beautiful. Think about that, y'all. He's a father who looks forward to you every single day. He wants to sit with you. He wants to hear you. He wants to laugh with you, to protect you. And I think that's, I just think it's important for us to just sit in the truth of that moment for a second. Even if you have to pause the episode and just think about that. Those things are all true. You are chosen. You're an image bearer of Christ. You are royalty. And you are lavish with love a God who wants to spend time with you. He wants to hear you. He wants to laugh with you. And back in the day, in order to appear, I just want you guys to really understand like the heaviness of this. In order to appear um, to the throne of God, um, they had to build temples, as you guys know already. So only priests could actually go in the Holy of Holies, which is where God's presence existed, right? Um they had to really be right with the Lord before going in there. Like they, like as clean as possible, as, as clean as a human can be because that was where the spirit of the Lord dwelled. So they would go in um, past this tall veil and that might sound familiar because it was ripped when Jesus died, right? That's the representation 
of, you know, the separation between us and Christ. And then when Jesus died, um, represented nothing separating us from God. And that might be clicking for some people. Wow. That's deep. You know what I'm saying? I've heard that and I know it, but even thinking about it, (laughs) my spirit jumps with joy. Um, but they would go past this veil with a rope around their waist, just in case they got, you know, struck dead in God's presence because they were not, um, righteous enough or not in right standing. So they would tie that rope around their hips. So they wouldn't have to go in there to get that person that just died. So, you know, as a fear of them also dying as well. So they would just, you know what I'm saying, pull my mans out of there <laughs> and be like, sheesh, the presence of God. And that should really humble us and show us the serious honor we have in just chatting with God in a fast food restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Just chat with him in the drive-thru, in the shower, on a walk. We have that opportunity that people had such crazy reverence for. And I could do that sitting in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Like that allows for way more of a sense of reverence for God. And many wise people will ask then, right? When you, when you really start to understand that, why me? Why would he choose me? And I hear your heart. I used to spend so much more time thinking about that when I first realized how loved I was. Um, but you won't know that until you ask him. You will not know why he chose you. You will not know why he is lavishing his love on you. And I think it's important for you to let that question propel you to live a life that's not focused on getting into his good graces, but a response to the love he has already lavished over you. You are of already in perfect standing. Like I told you guys, you are already as loved as you'll ever be in this moment right now, which is so beautiful. And we get to live a life that looks like someone who has been freed from sin. Also remembering that, you know, you were brought you're bought with a price. Jesus Christ himself was sacrificed. Jesus Christ himself was sacrificed for you. So it makes it that much more easier to sacrifice for him. So that means loving others well, knowing your worth and not just giving it to your body to anyone who desires it because you are a temple of Christ. Also having a desire for others to know the love of God as well, discipling others and letting them know how good God has been to you. And in addition to that, I want to also add that we we got to stop caring how people view our temple, okay? You got to stop that. Do you understand that the literal Holy Spirit of God dwells in your body? The, the literal Holy Spirit of God is dwelling in your being. So me and you, hey, we're done comparing ourselves. We're done comparing our temples to other people, okay? We're not doing it. Um, if you feel like your temple is unhealthy you can work on that with hard work and discipline that's something you can work on but that's nothing that has nothing to do with anyone else's temple you don't have to look at someone else and say oh well no it's stay in your lane sis stay in your lane and if you don't like your face well i mean that's just i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm playing with y'all i want to remind you of genesis 1 31 where it says he looked at all he created and he said it was very good Girl, that's you. That's you. He created you. He said, very good. He didn't say, yikes. Ooh, mm -mm. I left that one in the oven too long or dang, I I took that one out too soon. And he didn't look at Jesus and say, dang, that one looks a little lopsided. No, he said it is very 
good. So walk in that. That is true about you. The whole listen. The God of the universe thinks you are very good. The one that created the beautiful sun, these sunsets, all these beautiful things you think are on this earth, all that, all them good-looking men, the people who you think are look better than you. He looked at you and said, "Very good." And I've talked about this in previous episodes. How I thought I was ugly for a good two years in middle school. I really thought that, <laughs> and I had to go to scripture because. In my heart, I knew I was cute, but my environment in the South, they were confused, right? They were confused. So um, I was like, mm, something's not right. So I was reminded <laughs> when I went to the scriptures that the Lord looked at me and he said, very good. And I said, mm, right, right. That's what I, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But I'm glad you confirmed that for me, Lord. And now I walk in that ever since that day. So you are his beloved his joy, you are greater than the angels. The Bible talks about in Matthew 6, 26, basically, if he says, if I take care of birds every day and, you know, the animals of the land, how much more will I take care of you? How much more value are you? And he's telling us we are more valuable than the birds of this land, than the, the creatures of this earth. And in Matthew um, seven seventeen. It says, it talks about how if an earthly father who is evil compared to God can give good gifts to his children, how much more can your heavenly father give good gifts? So God actually cares about you individually. And he wants good and perfect for you. Um, so if if our God is looking at you and saying very good, it'll, it's like it's like Auntie Tab, very good. And you believe that woman when she says it. So believe the God of the universe. And like I said earlier, if it's hard for you to believe, write it down and rehearse it. It is the truth already about you. You're just out of alignment right now. And that's that's the truth. So it's not you having to convince yourself of something that's not true about you. Your God looked at you and said, very good. And that's all that matters. Okay? So confidence is not really like an unwavering faith in, in yourself. Because sometimes, you know, the world catches me lacking sometimes I'll be thinking am I not cute <laughs> am I not desirable and then I gotta snap back into the reality like oh wait I'm her <laughs> I'm her because he's him can I get an amen praise God so it's not really about a faith in yourself it's in what God says about you what's true about you and I think this also affects how we date right you may not be successful in dating because you aren't confident in who you are who are you what are your likes? What are your dislikes? What are your boundaries? And are you known for overstepping your own boundaries or do you respect them? Do you view this person as better than you? Or do you believe that they should be honored um, to be in your presence as well? Because that's how I be feeling, okay? If you wouldn't want to date you, this is a question you need to ask yourself. If you would not want to date yourself, why should anyone else? And I don't mean that in a mean way. I think this question can allow for introspection. I'm not even saying that like no one will like you if you lean into your insecurities. Sometimes the wrong people might actually be attracted to you because um, selfish people can pick up on insecure people. Um, and you may even find someone that wants to lift you up, but um, that will be very heavy if you have to be carried for the rest of your life by other people and what they view of you, how they see you, even if it's your husband and he loves you. Um, no one needs to have that burden on themselves. Um, and they might even become an idol for you because you're leaning heavily on someone else for your worth. 
what happens if that relationship ends or that person passes, right? Um, I personally believe that people should be grateful to be around me, around you. That's how we should feel. Like there's no, there's no need to idolize other people and their views of you. Um, but all the questions that I just asked you, I think it's important to kind of just even rewind and go back through them individually. Like, what do I believe about myself? What are these things about me? Like I said, I think people should be grateful to be around me. And that's not because I'm hilarious or, you know, it's, it's not only because I'm hilarious or I'm beautiful, um, even though I am both of those things, but it's because of my heart. Um, I desperately want to please Jesus. I want to make his heart happy. And I love people. I really, it makes me uncomfortable when people say I hate people. It's just, what? How do you hate people? I love people. And that should also be a yellow flag if someone's saying that around you. Okay. Um, but I love to help others. And I, I want people to feel loved. And I want them to grow spiritually. I want them to grow emotionally. And I want people to grow physically. Um, and I know myself. And when tested, I have endured hard things. Hard friendships where I was disrespected. And um, I didn't mock them like they mocked me. And I didn't go out of my way to get revenge at times where I clearly could have, okay? With a New York in me, the, the, the New York in me wanted to just mollywop some people, okay? Put my hands on some folks. <laughs> but I didn't because of the kind of person I want to be. And I can confidently say, I can confidently say that, you know, it will be highly unlikely for me to purposefully hurt someone I love. And that has been tested, even when someone I love was not loving me well. So it's a combination of what is true about you, what you've um, dedicated your time to and and use self-control, but also more more foundation below that is Christ's belief about you. Um, I think a lot of confidence is built in the test. Just like the Bible says in Deuteronomy 8.2, the Lord leads us in the wilderness to humble us and see what is truly in our hearts, whether we will keep his commandments or not. And you guys know the verse that talks about how even a Gentile and a tax collector love those who love them. But us who are in Christ, we are called to love those who do not love us well. So when the Lord tests your confidence, don't try to say the test came to crush you, but see See it as an opportunity to see your own heart and see the ways you can become more like Christ, but also see through self-control and obedience that the Lord can can create beautiful things in you. He can create a more concrete view of yourself. You can say, yes, I do have self-control. I do exercise self-control most of the time. I can be obedient to Christ. Um, and you're building character you're building a character to be confident about so you can go into dating knowing who you are because it's been tested and you're working on developing the fruit of the spirit in your life. And this allows you to choose differently as well. You don't have to settle for people that question your worth or try to co coerce you to disrespect your own boundaries. And you can also become a person who doesn't do that to other people. So you know, you go to these dates knowing their worth and knowing your own worth. And if they aren't, if they aren't feeling it, um, you might even be confident enough to ask them why. And you might be confident enough to tell shame in your mind that it does not reflect your identity as a person. Just because this person doesn't like you doesn't mean you're not desirable. And that's its own work in itself. 
Um, it doesn't reflect your identity as a person because you are truly at the core of you. Listen to my words. At the core of you, your identity is child of God. Your identity is loved. That is who you are. Loved. That is your identity. And this is why I can say when I go on these dates, I am her. <laughs> okay? Because I know who I am in Christ. And no one and nothing in this world can take that from me. I can lose my job. I can lose all my friends. I can lose my home. I can lose my family. And it'll be still true about me at the core of my being that I'm a child of God and that my identity is loved. So I am her because he is him. I might have to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> okay. Don't none of y'all try to steal that. And finally, I want to talk about this aspect too, that confidence allows room for true vulnerability. And that can be confidence in yourself that your worth is not attached to what you already know or what you can do. So when you find yourself in a marriage and you feel like your sex life could be better, you might not be getting what you need from your relationship, right? So there's less fear in offending your spouse because you know your heart's intent. You know that your heart is not in a place to hurt them. And you can be confident that you can repair if they do get offended and say, that's actually not how I meant it. This is what I, this is what I meant. And this is why I was communicating this to you because this is affecting me and I want to be in right standing with you as well. I don't want to ever hold things above your head or hold things against you. So that's why I'm bringing this to you. And you can ask questions about how sex was for them and confidently communicate your needs because of your understanding of your worth and the fact that how you feel matters. And this is not only sexual, but other things that might happen in your relationship romantically, friendship wise, or um, with family members, even with coworkers becoming more comfortable being vulnerable and confident in who you are and you don't have to just take what you get you do not ever have to just take what you get because you know your father in heaven wants good and perfect for you so you never have to just take what people give you or settle and that's also why it's important to be with someone who is secure in themselves as well and that allows you guys to have otherwise uncomfortable conversations comfortably um, and people will even say that about me. How are you already talking about sex on the first date? How are you already talking about um, their relationship with the Lord? Because I'm not scared and I'm not trying to waste my time. <laughs> okay. I'm not trying to waste my time and I'm not trying to waste their time. So when you know what you want and you can communicate that in love and kindness, um, there's nothing wrong with you just being honest. Like, hey, I'm waiting until marriage to have sex. What do you think about that? It's very simple. And that's not like what you should be doing or what they're not doing. Um, it's just honest about where you know you're at. So just standing in your own truth, um, which is God's truth. Well, God's truth is more important than, you know, you know, the world be talking about my truth, your truth, the ultimate truth, which is you can be confident in who God has created you to be. And on the same topic of having uncomfortable conversations in marriage, a lot of people get in trouble when they do, um, find attraction to people outside their marriage or someone else is attracted to them and that tends to fester instead of just bringing it to that person confidently and just saying like hey you know because you know that you've created a safe space uh, a confidence in your relationship it's easier to be honest about a feeling you had or the advances of others and your spouse can hold you accountable in that and know that you are wise enough and confident enough in the love you share to safeguard that in any way possible so you can just say hey this is where I'm at right now like I did see this guy that was attractive 
And it's kind of stuck on my mind the past couple of days. And I just wanted to let you know, just like air it out (laughs) because I don't want anything to fester in the dark because you know who loves that? You know who eats that up? The devil and his little minions. He loves when we keep stuff to ourselves. So you being confident in yourself, knowing yourself, knowing who you are in Christ, it has so many beautiful benefits in all of the relationships you have and also your relationship with yourself. So you can be confident in Christ, in the habits that you've built within yourself, the, the um, character you've built, the fruit that you can say that you have. And it also allows you to be more vulnerable as well because of those things that you have built that foundation on. So hope this was helpful for you guys and you feel more confident. If you guys have any other questions about confidence, um, you can always um, ask me via DMs. You can ask me on TikTok. You can also go to the anonymous app that I have um, in my bios. I think it's in all my bios, yeah. And like once again, I told you guys, I can't see who you are and no one else can see who you are as well. So just ask away. So hopefully you guys leave this episode feeling more confident or inspired to be confident sooner than later. So as you guys know, you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Please start subscribing to YouTube, guys. I would love for you to do that so people on the YouTube space can be more in the know about the podcast as well. And remember, try to get as many um, reviews. Am I saying that right? Stars, give me some stars. Um, and we'll see if we can get to 100 reviews before the 100th episode. So remember to speak the truth in love, kiss the sun, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Bye.